Welcome to Forever Exiled, a Path of Exile podcast. I'm Justin AK Tags. Tyler Wrecker of Days. And I'm Brittle Knee. Brittle Knee is back, episode 151. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Always a pleasure. Oh, Ooh, are you going to get that sexy drink just. Sexy just. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we were all comparing sexy Always voices. A pleasure. Always. Oh my God, I'm <laughs> now Tyler's joking. I tried to make my surf really loud and I choked. I can't. Oh no. Uh, well done, Ty. That was uh, so relaxing and wonderful. That was a great sip of coffee. Yeah. Welcome to 151. <laughs> Big shout out to our patrons. Thank you for supporting the podcast. If you don't know what Patreon is, get on over there and check it out. You know, it gets you access to After Dark, which is our podcast after the podcast. It's just more content. It's lovely. And uh, we appreciate those who support us. So, and I mean, and those who don't just less. Can I say, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, don't say that. Oh, no. <laughs> Obviously not. We love all of you. Thank you for listening. Yes. Uh, Ty, what is this note here? Ty? Go ahead, Ty. There's a note. I see it. Well, you know, more birthday stuff, right? September okay. 1st, 2010, Path of Exile was officially announced. Oh, like it. And that's a date that happens before our next show. So here's so the show. Announced, but you said not released. Interesting. That's right. Twelve years hmm. ago, September first, Path of Exile was announced. Hmm. So I guess Happy Inception Day, Path of Exile. That's yeah. right. How, how <laughs> did the consummation day? It? What was that? Is that like a? I, I'm oh, just I curious. Know. Was I that wasn't there? A 2000, <laughs> 2010. Twitter was yeah. That was all the social stuff was around. <laughs> I know, that was, old. It was probably ICQ. Yeah. <laughs> bing bing. <laughs> oh no! Oh, uh, MySpace. Mm. Oh yeah, two thousand ten. That, was... that maybe that was MySpace days. That's probably nineties. I, I, so. I think that was earlier. Yeah, no. I don't think Alta Vista. <laughs> God no, that's really old. The AOL. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, Alta Vista predates MySpace. Was Alta Vista a th- like what was that? Was that a search engine before oh, okay, Google? Right, right, right. It was yeah. like yeah. the cool one before Google. Right. Yeah, them and Yahoo. And then this mm-hmm. weird white screen showed up with Google. Yep. The That's Googs. right. Just a search bar. Uh, all right, let's start out. How was your week, BK? How was your, I guess, week and past few weeks? We haven't talked to you in a couple, couple eps. Eps. Yeah, it's eps-a. been a while. Uh, <laughs> eps. Couple eps. Nice. That's yeah. What the cool kids you know, say. That's definitely what the cool kids say. Mm-hmm. I've been all right. Yeah. Been all right. I actually took some time off. Uh, before the league so it's been a real chill couple of uh, weeks for me you. that i've been gone nice it's been a, a long long time since i took any sort of like actual real time off like because when you're streaming maybe you take a weekend here or there or like a week when you are like just about to break down but it's always like riddled with guilt and like sort of this anxiety of your community and so like a full disconnect is something that's really difficult to achieve as a streamer and uh, i needed it and I said, fuck it. And I nice. took it. And it was really good for me. Good for you. I did a lot of stuff around the house, got some like projects around the house that I wanted to get done done. Like I've had this like wooden bookshelf cart thing. It's like a library cart, you know, the ones that like are at the ends of the libraries that they put the return books on and then they wheel it off to go. Yeah, I have one of those. I got it at a thrift shop. It's fucking awesome. Nice. It has all my textbooks because it's like heavier duty and I've like kept all my textbooks for my time as a paramedic and all the stuff before it too. And cool. I've been meaning to paint it and like stain it and all that kind of stuff. So I sanded it down, got a nice coat of paint on it, sealed it, and it looks awesome now. Sweet. So I did, Sweet. did that, did a lot of reading, did a lot of work out in the garden. Yeah. How's um, the garden going? Going good. 
Yeah. I cannot eat everything fast enough. I'm trying. I've made an untold amount batches of tomato sauce that has been like frozen <laughs> for use later down this year. I've Sweet. made salsas more time than I can count. I've been trying to eat the peppers of the bacon wrapped jalapenos and stuff. Bacon wrapped jalapenos? Yep. Oh, sounds glorious. So What's yeah, the yeah, salsa? How do you cream- make your salsa? Uh, I I grow poblanos, jalapenos, and pe- bell peppers. What was the first word? And poblano, it's a type of pepper. Okay. They're really good if you like throw them on the grill for a couple seconds and get a little char on them and then work them into a salsa. It's really good. If and this was after just, dark, I'd be Googling them. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to learn Google. all sorts of stuff today. And yep. then it's just, a, you know. Grab whatever tomatoes are growing and ripe, and then chop them up and chop up a bit of onion, uh, a little bit of garlic, and then throw the peppers in there, a little bit of lime and cilantro, and then boom, done. Salad. Garlic. Boom. I've actually never case, thought about putting garlic in. It's what? good. No, I know. I, we, we make fresh salsa a lot, but I've never thought about putting garlic in. Fresh that's garlic is, it gives it a little bit of zing, because like mm-hmm. garlic has like a hotness quality to it that's different than spicy. Mm-hmm. And you know what's really, really funny? Justin says, we make Fresh salsa a lot. No, that is a we. That one's a actually wee. a we. That that's one's a, actually that's a we. Really? 100%. It's no. one of my favorites. I yep. thought you would have like Royal lost your fingers trying to figure wheel. out how knives were. Really? I really? actually really like making I like making I'm it and love eating it. Now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like salsa and bruschetta both are like awesome. Mm-hmm. Even though they're like on kind of different taste spectrums. Fresh bruschetta mm. is also where it's at. Good for you. Good for you. That's awesome to have that freezer stash full of everything. Do you freeze your salsa <laughs> when it gets too much? <laughs> No, that one I eat fresh. Um, I do like make basically just tomato sauce with like no seasonings besides garlic and tomato or sorry, garlic and onion so that I can kind of manipulate it however I want. So like I have this like tomato sauce product that if I put like oregano and some other stuff in it, then it's like pasta sauce basically. Or if I want to throw some peppers in it, then it's kind of like more like an enchilada sauce. And like you can do a lot with it and like manipulate it in different ways. So it's like proto sauce and that's Sweet. what's frozen right now. So I can use it throughout the year. However I want to. Sweet. Yeah. And how's the lawn? Lawn yeah, is, uh, I, I, it was, I, I realized that I fucked up. So <laughs> easy to do. Uh, easy to do. It's true. <laughs> apparently with like lawns and stuff, you're supposed to make sure that like, you know, the water when it rains can like flow. Right. And, it's uh, cooling. you know what it does a lot of in Florida? After a certain point of the year, it rains almost every goddamn day. Mm. And so it became very apparent that my backyard was not shaped as like a, an arch mm-hmm. and said that there is some puddling areas that happen. So like there is a makeshift lake in my <laughs> yard. Yeah. And that's <laughs> always hard at the beginning so, too. Yeah. When like so the dirt to, hasn't settled and it, it takes mm-hmm. some time. It takes some time. I had so to next get year. Some dirt. And help it out and then got some more seed and it's doing like better now. But it's like really fuzzy and pretty where the lake wasn't. And then like the lake is kind of like a bald spot. It's like, ooh, hopefully that fixes itself. It's got like little baby grasses right now. Nice. Was it, did you go with the Bermuda? I did. Nice. Expensive though. My God, I couldn't believe how much like. Seed's not cheap. Like just ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Like $40 for a bag of seed. I just wanted to roll over and die that's <laughs> yeah, not fun no like, but it's, it's a seasonal MPX thing it, money man yeah that's right what's, what's going on <laughs> no for sure yeah it, it it's one of those things though where it's like these little 
like it, it every season it gets easier and better as long as you stick to it so it happens nah. like my lawn had a whole bunch when we had the um excavators here for the perimeter drain and we had mm-hmm. to like the whole lawns got rebuilt like the, the, all the dirt everything right there was just massive massive holes and uh so of course our we had a lot of pu- pooling areas as well because our dirt hadn't settled yet as well and so then you know later on you kind of just put some sand over it or more dirt or whatever it is to even it off and in in a couple seasons it ends up being normal it's it just sucks in the meantime yeah but grass yeah. buddy so sweet yeah i'm an official adult now <laughs> i have managed a lawn and you did it without sunday so i did i didn't take the shortcut mm-hmm. well done On sunday here but maybe one day <laughs> no not happening nope cool how's your week ty Oh, we just got back from camping. We went camping. Oh, yeah. For, was uh, oh, it was awesome. The kids hadn't been before. Uh, my wife and I, of course, you as well. We, we've always been huge into camping, our friends and my wife and I. So, uh, but I've never, I realized I've never been camping like with a car at a campsite. This is the first time. You didn't time do I've, that as a kid either? Never, never. No, oh. my family never went. The only times mm. I'd ever been camping was with uh, our group of friends. And so, but we would always hike somewhere. So we would yep. drive wherever a few hours away mm-hmm. and park. And then we'd go up a trail and find a place and uh, hope that it wasn't a busy trail that we, you know, didn't know about. Right. And uh, we'd stay for a few nights or a week. And so but I just realized when we were going and my, my wife was so excited about this. She was doing the majority of the prep. And I'm like, we're not going to need that. We're not going to need that. Like it's, 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 it's and then all of a sudden I realized like we have a picnic table. Like we have something yeah, to put right, things on, like on. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so if like you're playing cards or something, a tablecloth actually is helpful mm-hmm. because it's not gonna, you know, you're actually on a, a picnic bench with a lot of gaps and holes and stuff like that. Whereas where we would go, that you, it was the dirt, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, or he's sitting so, on a log. Yep. Yeah, and then of course you know you can store everything in the trunk of your car because it's a campsite. But then of course you have a bunch of neighbors and all that. So anyway, it was actually my first time uh, at a provincial campsite, and. Cool. Uh, but the kids had such a blast. It was fun for them to stay up really late. And we would, you know, with flashlights, go through the forest to the lake and try and show them the stars. And, you know, so you have the flashlights off for a while and then all of a sudden all the stars start appearing. But uh, there were a lot of yahoos at our campsite, too. So they'd be coming down and doing some skinny dipping and being like, oh, F and F and F. Oh, it's F and cold. And like, you know, my kids are next by and I, they, they know about bad words and all that kind of stuff. So I'm never worried about other people swearing around them. But it was like, you know, they're shining their flashlights. Oh, take a picture, you douche, and all this kind of stuff. And then there's other people over there trying to have sex. And then there's other people over there trying to get, oh, you no. know, don't have the Well, like, not, not actually doing it, but, you know, hoping for some privacy. Trying, just not successful. That's right. Saying? They couldn't okay. figure out which mm-hmm. hole it was. Oh, no. So, mm-hmm. No, anyway. So it's just one of those things where, like, you're trying to get the kids to see how cool the stars look without the city lights around. And it just never worked. We were in the perfect spot for it, but it was just too popular for all the other reasons. So, but it was kind of fun. We went for only two nights and three days and had an absolute blast. And then we're going to the interior first thing tomorrow morning around six o'clock. We're going to be going for five days to see my in-laws. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. They live in uh, fire territory and luckily their place has burned down. Yeah, it's kind of fiery right now too. I know there's a lot of warnings, so. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. But I mean, the the roads are fine and you can stay inside there. It's fine. Like there's, there's, their city, their town isn't actually in danger. It's just, you know, nice and smoky. So anyway, yeah, no, I had a really, really good, uh, really good week. It was, it was a lot of fun to walk with the kids and like 
all of a sudden turn off the flashlight while we're walking through a forest and it's completely black. You know, they've never seen black like that. So yeah, just just a lot of fun. Pretty unique. Surprisingly, first time for us as a family. How about you? Hmm. Your week? Oh, it was good. It was super, super, super busy. One, and two, three. That, yeah, like Surprise! Extra busy. Yeah. And yeah. then uh, we finished the second season of The Boys. Nice. Okay. Which... <laughs> Uh, the first season so far has still been by far my favorite, mm-hmm. but it is, uh, we just, I think we watched the first two episodes so far of the third season. It's just so, uh, Christina was like, I thought Game of Thrones was like kind of gory. This is like, oh, it's just a whole new level yeah. of, of, but it's awesome. I like it. So yeah. Um, otherwise that was it. My sister's down with her kids. So they were visiting for a little bit. So we saw them and. Just work, man. That's it. Mm. It, was, it was good, though. It was a really good week. And uh, I played some Path of Exile, so. Obs. Yeah. Obs. It was good. Where, good week. How, no, you can't, not where does your sister live, but I want to know, but I forget. But how far away does she live? Mm. Like, I, I don't know. 13 hours, maybe? Driving? At least one mile. Oh, wow. Right? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, I didn't know, like, far 28 enough minutes, that I'm but not you driving to visit. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, right. You only see her <laughs> when she comes out. Yeah. I think when my dad goes to visit, he flies. I think because it's just easier. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't. I I don't know the. I know where it is. I don't know what how long the actual distance. Yeah, is, no, no, I, no. I just I'm say I just thirteen ish. Thirteen. I just hours. didn't know if it was like half an hour, forty five minutes. Or no, no. I think so. we see them maybe twice a year. So she comes down with her four kids, and uh, yeah. So hung out with them. Did a bunch of just hanging out outside. The weather was great here. So in the evenings, yeah. trying to hang out in the evenings when we can. But uh, I did a lot of barbecuing, which is awesome. Did mm. I tell you that I bought a uh pizza stone oven for a bar it's actually made to be used on the barbecue oh that's cool so you, it's this it it's it's quite large but you you build it and it's got four stones built on the inside of it and then you put it on top of the barbecue and you run the barbecue open at full and you're getting this thing up to like i don't know six or seven hundred degrees fahrenheit and then yeah you actually cook pizzas in it like a pizza oven that's really cool yeah, that is really it, cool. We have. I've only ever seen like a portable version, but it's like a full, full standalone thing, like its, its own co- thing. Yeah, yeah, that's the only time I've seen something like that. Mm. Yeah, we just we were walking past Being and able we to saw throw it right on the grill. Sounds yeah. freaking amazing. It was really fun, and the kids love it because they love doing the make oh, yeah. your own pizzas. And then oh, it also cooks the pizzas in like three minutes. Seconds, probably. Like it's so that's fast. Yeah, mm. I couldn't believe how quick it was. Was there so, a difference in taste? Uh, well, yeah, because it's actually a little bit more crispy. It's a little more like that. That wood fire. Yeah. Like they the, call it. Yeah, mm. it was because it, it, the only oh, alternative yeah. is to put it into the oven. Right. And so it mm-hmm. cooks fine. And we do have like stones for the oven, but it's not it's not quite the same. It was it was really good. It was a lot of fun to use. It takes a long time to heat up. Yeah. But ovens can't typically get that high as high mm-hmm. as it needs to be for oven or for pizza to have that kind of like flash. Yeah, that's true. So it was fun. We had a good time with that and uh, yeah, just hung out, did a lot of work and played Path of Exile. That was, that was cool. my week. Yeah, it was good. It's awesome. That's really cool. Mm. I'd like I, to look s- into that. That kind of stone stuff's really neat. When I lived um, in Brazil, that was something that many of the houses would just have, like for their churrascarias, they would, that would be where they barbecue or they would have something for that. And it was just built into every house, I guess, just because of the temperature and climate you do while you're cooking out there. And yeah, so it was really sense. cool. But it, I mean, it's not something that I've seen in forever. And it's kind of neat that you could incorporate it into our, our little climate here. So that's kind of cool. I'll check yeah, it out. The only, the only struggle was on one of the days we used it, it wasn't as warm outside and you're supposed to leave the barbecue open the whole time. 
Mm-hmm. But it wasn't hitting the temperatures that it needed to. Oh, so I actually yeah, had to like you. close because it was a little windy. Like there was a little bit mm-hmm. of a, a wind. And so I had to close it to get it to hit those temps. But and yeah, that was, was the second time Justin's house caught on fire. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nope. No. nope. We're done with that stuff. No more alarms. No more. No more nothing. Uh, I, I was laughing, though, when you were talking about camping. Because you're like, you know, we really like camping. I hate camping now. I love Why? camping. You used hate to it. love it. Hate it. Was now. that a single I, guy thing? Well, I don't think I was single. I definitely didn't. Well, no, well, no, no, no I'm not single, but like. I might have had my oldest when we would go, but I just, uh, I, I, I don't know. I feel like at this point I would prefer a hotel. <laughs> I just, uh, the <laughs> idea of sleeping in a sleeping bag and in a, it just doesn't appeal to me anymore. I don't, uh, I think contact screws it up too. Like I, I hate having to deal with contacts when I'm camping. It's probably easier now. Cause I do like the one day, so like you just use them for one day and throw them out. That would be a bit better. But contacts, I always hated contacts when we would go camping. Because you got trying to get your, at least the camping we did, there were no bathrooms or like whatever. So to try and wash your hands and be clean to try and yep. put contacts in and out was a nightmare. So. And you couldn't do glasses for five days? No, no. glass. I wear glasses in the evenings, but like glasses, the most frustrating part for me with glasses is, I, I can't, I don't know how to do this for an audio version podcast, but when you look to the side, shit just disappears. Like oh, if, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. if I'm looking off to the side, you know, I, I don't have a small uh, prescription. Like it's oh, a pretty, pretty high prescription. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> it makes it hard to uh, see anything if the glasses aren't on. So. Yeah. High five to the almost blind gang. That's yep. me too. What's your prescription? Negative 625. Negative 625? 6.25, sorry. Ooh, I'm six and a half in both eyes. Oh. Negative six and a half in both eyes. It's awful. Justin's it probably has... You probably have worse eyes than Justin. He just wants to win. No, I've had nine, no, negative I'm six just, and a half forever. Yeah, I'm I'm probably going to have to resort to like echolocation in like about <laughs> three to four years. Do you wear Mine contacts? steadily gets worse and they're like, oh, I'll just wait till you're like 20, whatever. And they'll stop being worse. And then you can mm-hmm. get Lasix and like mine haven't stopped. They're just like, nope, we going down. Even still? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, mine haven't changed since I was in like my early or mid twenties. Probably I lose the power every year without like clockwork. Wow, so a I... whole jeez. Mm-hmm. Well, my mom was minus eleven, and yeah. uh, minus like so the, the with minus six point five. The thing I always laugh about is, and it just happened to me actually just a couple of days ago, getting into bed and being able to see the clock. I'm like, God damn it, I gotta get up. I forgot <laughs> to take them out. So, anyway, you guys are just waiting for some Jordi LaForge glasses to come out. I want to do, there's a new thing they can do where they actually insert a lens into the, into the eye and, um, it's less invasive and it's not permanent. So if it, your eyes did ever change, they can change it, but it's still quite expensive. So I'm waiting for that to become a little become bit, a little more, bit more, more common. Yeah. Like Lasix mm-hmm. was super expensive like early on time ago. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, you got $1,200 in a weekend. It's like done. I hate when, I hate when they come out with things though for Lasik where they're like a deal. I don't yeah, want to deal when on I eye stuff. One yeah, I don't like that. Please charge me the full price so I know <laughs> no, you're going to do a good you. job. Don't take That's half right. off one eye. That's awful. I don't want that. Thanks. So anyway, one day, one day it'll happen. Cool. All right. What do we got this week in PoE? Uh, yeah. So this, how um how about we just um forget everything and just chat because it's all everything. like well because so much has happened. But yeah, there's a there's, lot of patches. But all a lot of a sudden, like. You know, now it's all just come down to the final patch, which isn't everything that they were hoping to implement with their fixes. But then there was Chris's specific note as well. 
And well, so we, there's a couple things we, we can just quickly chat about. Like the Exilecon tickets went on sale. Yeah. And sold yeah, out it, in like 20 minutes. And they had some a little bit of issues. I don't know if it was just how the errors were displayed or if it was actually errors on the site, but there were people that would go for it or like get the they wanted to get the most expensive ticket. But it came up with an error, not that they were sold out, but that there was an error and then they'd go to buy it again and then it was gone. So then they go to buy the next year. And so they're kind of oh, really? errors, but it's nice that they're having a second wave of tickets because that was astonishing, like $2,000 American, I think it was. And they sold out in an hour for these VIP tickets. Uh, Yeah, the super VIPs were two grand. The VIPs, I think, were like seven and change. And then the normal pass ones were two and change. That's crazy that it sold out that quick. It's good for yeah. them, though. Uh, yeah. yeah, and especially considering the timing, I really hope that yeah. was encouraging <laughs> yeah. for them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, the tickets go on sale after having a launch that obviously didn't go their way. So I'm really glad it did that. I hope it encouraged them on the back end, because who knows how, like, what feedback they appreciate and which ones, not necessarily that they don't appreciate, but the ones that they ignore versus the ones that they find a little bit more helpful. So hopefully they weren't too demoralized and that this was, no matter how they felt, a lot more encouraging. It's not a huge surprise that they sold out that quick. I was a little curious if they were still going to go ahead with their normal release, but it does make sense too. And it's obviously a, you know, a bit of a high five for them because they sold out real quick, which granted you, you're talking about whatever it was. I don't remember how many tickets somebody said there was, but it wasn't a huge amount. Was it set? Oh, I, I wish I could remember what people said, but it seemed like it was less than a thousand tickets. So that selling out pretty quick isn't a huge surprise. Well, well the prices are still huge. And uh, it's, it, I mean, it's also encouraging because you can't even book, well, I mean, we can't even book plane tickets to New Zealand yet for that time frame. Nope. So nope. They're not even available yet. So people just know for sure they're going to go, or it's just a bunch of like Australians and New Zealanders. I think there's some people that don't go no matter what that are like fans of it and have mm-hmm. disposable income in that range. Yep. Where it's like dropping 10K is like that. Ah. Hmm. 2K <laughs> for a dinner. Oof. Better be some good better food. Be, yeah, that better be good better dessert. Be good. <laughs> BK, did you go to the last one? I did not. I was too poor <laughs> um, at that point in time. Yeah, it's so yes. expensive to get there. It doesn't matter. It's such a crazy location because it doesn't matter where in the world you are. It's the furthest away from you. I don't right. know how it's possible, but it's it's almost the furthest place oh. from everywhere in the world. It doesn't it's make not any sense. If you're sense. from Fiji, yeah, yeah or Australia uh, or something like that, yeah, it's not too if bad. You're, if you're down there, it's fine, but it's crazy how far it is for everyone yeah. else. But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what else, Ty? Is there, I mean, we'll talk, I think we should, yeah, jump into Kirk's, just like... Kirk's Vault Pass. I didn't Did even look at get it. That? No, I didn't even look at it. Yeah, it just came, uh, one of the more recent announcements they came out with. Okay. Make sure you so. remind your listeners to get it through your store. Yeah. Right! I'll show for you. <laughs> you I'll betcha. show for you. If, Thank if, you. If, you, if it's not on our store yet, then go to BK's. It already make, is. It's is a, it? Okay. Yeah, because they have a static link where, link where it's just going to be like whatever your store name oh, is slash wow. Kirex Vault oh. Pass. That'll oh, auto cool. update every time. You don't have to worry about managing it. That's, That's really cool. convenient for idiots like us. Yeah, we don't need it. <laughs> <laughs> How about this? Buy it through BK's store first. Yeah. No. And if you yeah. want a second Vault Pass, buy yeah, if it you through want ours. Two, no. Come mm-hmm. to ours. It looks yes, like there's please. a lot of stuff. Especially if you're a console player, buy your PC account with BK, buy your console one with us, something like that. No. Yeah. Support Forever Exile. (laughs) We forgot that that could happen. So come (laughs) on. (laughs) Is there there more in this Vault Pass? 
than normal? There looks like a lot. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve things. I don't know. There's like five different little jewel things. I don't know. That's way bigger than eleven. I feel like there's more. But Maybe cool. because like previously there was like a watcher's eye jewel thing, but I guess all of the jewel things on this one are one big package. I don't know. Yeah, there's Maybe five little bigger. jewelry things. Yeah. BK, did you get the vault pass Lasco? Uh, I think so. <laughs> and are you I both? It's the, one with the, it's the one with the diadem skin, right? Yeah, oh. and it had the okay. mage blood too. Yeah. Right? Well, I, I think so. I don't know. I don't know. Huh. I wouldn't know. Don't don't be looking at me for any of these things. I I've been be wanting to it. try a diet and build for forever. So when I saw that on there, I figured I'd go ahead and get it. But cool. yes, that's right. It was last league that it was the diadem one. And you did get it this league? Sorry if I already asked. I don't not remember. this far. No, not this one. This far. Right now, I'm kind of you know got the the belt a little tight because of my break. Mm-hmm. Of course, of course. Right. And Justin, did you buy it from the point that you just found out that it was released to right now? No, I, I want to actually watch the video and check it out. No, mm-hmm. I, I didn't buy the first one and I think I bought the last one, but I will, I'll, I'll watch the video and take a look. I bought nice. the, whatever the other supporter pack was, the night one. I love that portal. I love that he talks to me. It's hilarious. It I wish awesome? it talked to people in your party though. Oh, the, they your don't party hear members? It? No. Because I, I played all week with Josh, a buddy of ours, and uh, I only use that portal and I would get out. And I'd laugh because he's like, yeah, and he like yells something at me. And I'm like, did you hear that? And he's like, no. I'm like, oh, you don't get to hear it. That sucks. Yeah, yeah it is too bad. It is a is... really cool one. That one yeah. out of the two packs, that one was definitely my favorite. And I was very fortunate. Somebody gifted it to me and mm. I absolutely love it. I'm on a pedestal yeah. around people that aren't. I mean, yeah. screw you guys, right? And oh, and and just the MTX and the cloak and just all of it is just so, so cool. I absolutely love it. Yeah, it's really the cloak neat. is fun with a little kill counter. I did some of the because they came out with the mystery box mm-hmm. and I actually quite liked some of them. I really wanted the backpack that gave like a firework when you killed a boss, but I never got that one. And I, I think I got 15 boxes, but uh, I got the spider one. Oh, I was yeah. like, oh, that's fun. I'll be a spider. It's not fun. Why? No. It disables all your movement skills when you're in your own hideout. So, <gasps> and I tend really? to use like shield jet, shield charge or something if I'm just trying yeah. to get around real quick from the waypoint. Uh, yeah, it disables all of your no movement skills. So I was like, oh, that's too bad. Because first off, I want to see my spider shield charge. Through, <laughs> through my uh, duh, yeah, immersion. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, that's exactly. Right. Or but, all the frost uh, yeah. blinking they do in act two. <laughs> yeah they should be able to but yeah so i had to turn it off it also was quite funny because i turned it on all excited and i was like huh all my mtx is gone because <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> you don't see any of your mtx anymore right, right. you do yeah. when you're in the map but uh yeah the microtransactions huh. were fun there was uh, what else was there that was in there that was an epic amount of uh, that mystery box it was really cool how much there was um what was it there was the fireworks oh crap. the helmets there was something cool. else. i have the helmets that like change uh, as you get higher kill counts, a light shines out of them, but uh, which I do use. But what I've also realized is it, in a game where visual clarity is lacking, it makes it actually quite a bit worse. Yeah. Because the uh, light is quite bright oh, that no. shines out of your head. I love the pets. Those Yeah, the doggos, cool. pack doggos are amazing. Yeah. And was the that the mystery box really or was cool. that oh, the actual? Oh, no, no, that's the supporter pack. You're right. Yeah, you're that right. was. It was a cool one, though. I remember people They're in our Discord like talking about little that. little dragons. Um... Then the spider. Shoot, I really want to find out what it was. There was the fireworks backpack, which was hilarious. There's quite a few. I love that. There was outfits that scaled with your stats. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, um, love that. And then the waypoint decorations, which is nice. Oh, yeah, I'm I got looking one of those. forward to more of those. Rings, headdresses. Oh, I guess it was the fireworks. Yeah. Anyway, pretty awesome. Yeah, they were fun. Yeah, definitely. And what else before we can get into the nitty gritty? Path of uh, Console came out. Congratulations, console folk. It's upgraded to or updated up to 0.0D. Nice. Uh, e is out, so it's only one patch behind, but they didn't, um, with all the patches that they've done since release uh, for PC, GGG still hasn't put in that final, you know how they had that post about the defensive changes for Arch Nemesis coming? That's still mm-hmm. not implemented on PC, console? so I, no, on what? PC. Console. No, they it's have not a, him? No. I thought it was implemented for PC. No, the very last E patch says something about, unfortunately, yeah. we encountered problems getting the Arch Nemesis modifier changes, and then it links to... Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't have QHX. Yeah, oh, included okay. in today's patch, and we will continue working on these and get them out ASAP. So, okay. um, console's that's not cool. really missing out in that regards, because all the drop rate stuff is done. It's just the Arch Nemesis stuff that's different, and for the most part, that's exactly what PC has, so they're... Sort of cool. kind of almost up to date. So really exciting. I always, uh, there's a joke in the console community that uh, they always get the better release version of the game, you know, because the first few days of the PC launch are always, later, yeah. there's something that's going to change. There's something dramatic. There's this guy, da, 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 all these kind of changes. And so consoles just hanging out. All right, you guys deal with it. Five days late, five days later, we get it. And it almost worked out this time, right? They just needed an extra week and a half Closer. instead of half a week. Yeah. So mm-hmm. anyway, I think what else? Oh. Oh, did we talk about the trade site enabling? Oh, yeah. So console got the same trade site now that PC oh, it does, is out. which is really well, I assume I haven't actually turned on the console version of the game yet, but they said it was coming uh, with launch. But I was I, I bought two items on trade. I know before I finished the campaign, I bought two items on Thank PC, you. right? Yes, on PC. So yeah, I am playing mm-hmm. on PC. I love the direct whisper. The new that button. is so cool. Yeah, it I works just really absolutely well. love it. I can't wait to use it more. I just want to do stuff. I just want to buy. Who cares about selling? That? I just want to buy stuff. And they anyway. updated the outline to be like that pretty purple. Yeah, it's, a, really it's a different color. Even though the text itself is a little bit gray. So it's yeah. No, no, I no. Know. I mean the circle around the item. When you go to find the item in your stash when you're selling something. Oh, right. The, okay. I haven't it's sold a very anything. nice purple outline around the item. Awesome. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was that was really neat. I, I I used those for the first time just yesterday or the day before, so that was pretty sweet. And then I think everything else that came out this week is um, related Patches. to the launch. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, all right. How do we start this one? Go. I, well, I, so here here's the thing. My 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 uh, league launch play so far has been. I've enjoyed it. There have been issues I had when it first came out. You and I talked about them. When we hung out, when you came to my house, yeah, uh, and uh, there were some definitely some Dog, issues. Did you I guys didn't share like. a microphone for that episode? No, that was just us talking like two buds outside my house. <laughs> That's right. In the sweltering heat. Oh no! Oh, my yeah. poor dog was dying. I had to actually step on Justin's forbidden grass and let my dog relax. And I was standing in the sun so that my dog would have a tiny bit of shade, and I thought she was gonna die. But it worked. I was going to invite you inside, but last time I offered you guys, you when you were there with your kids, you were like, no, they will not enjoy anything. They will sit <laughs> That's <here."> not <laughs> how it happened at all. It's <laughs> wow. pretty much exactly how it happened. I don't ever happened. remember you inviting me into your house. Oh, shit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, I like to keep it clean. But, uh, you know what? It was, there were, I had some issues with it, but I've had a good time. Josh and I have played lots. We uh, 
have been working through maps. I think I'm level 90. I don't like my build. The, my idea has not super panned out. I've what was your playing. build? I started with Poisonous Concoction, which was actually a lot of fun. I hadn't played it before, always wanted to play it. And I decided to go Occultist because I wanted to have things explode mm -hmm. with Profane Bloom. And it was actually really fun. I really enjoyed the leveling process with it. I enjoyed the early mapping with it, but it started to fall off. And so right. when I was playing with Josh, he had said something about people use Blade Fall and Blade Blast. Yep. Mm -hmm. So that's what I switched to. And maybe it's just, uh, maybe it's just me. Maybe I haven't actually optimized. I certainly haven't optimized because he gets mad at me every time we play because I'm still using a gold rim helmet <laughs> and I'm, I'm 90, <laughs> level 90 right now. But uh, it just feels like the, the damage is really good for mapping, but it struggles quite a bit on some bosses. And I, again, I don't, I can't quite tell if it's just me, which it could, it certainly could be, but like I did the, uh, I don't even know what his name is. He's the the big guy that's um puts you into the sludge. Hunger? Is it infinite yeah, hunger? Yeah, infinite hunger. Awful. Like the worst experience I've had fighting a boss in a long time. I think yeah. it took me three or four actual attempts. I'm not talking three or four portals. I'm talking three or four full sets of six portals to finally get up enough. Um, damage to beat him. It was it was not fun. And that's with when this I did current the, setup, or are you comparing it yes. to poisonous concoction with the current setup? With the current setup, and when I did the other one, the like um, fire version, what I don't know what they're Black called, Star. the one that goes, yeah, the one that goes like hot and cold. That one was no problem. I didn't have any issues with that one. But that sludge guy was just like, nah, my health's not moving. Yeah, he's a little tanky. I think has some innate fizz resistance. But one yeah, of the I, main things that you're missing as a tool for damage in your build is actually the uh, veiled. It got nerfed this past league, but it's still like really, really important. You use focus to create really nice big poison windows. So oh. it's like a focus window mod. We can talk a little bit more about oh, it. I want you to show too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, I actually was going to message you, but I don't want to bug you. Yeah, it's like more tweakings. It's probably like a cast speed and ailment duration thing. But we can get it hmm. feeling good. I have a lot of experience in poison builds. So. I know you played a lot of Blade Fall, Blade Blast as well. So I was going to message you, but I'm mm -hmm. like, I don't want yeah, yeah, yeah. to buck her. No, we can figure so, this out. But so, it, yeah, it's been a little tough. The mapping side, like I'm into the red maps and Josh and I have been flying through and it's actually been yeah. a lot of fun. I was reading people who were like, like, I, okay, I get it. There's some discourse in the world right now about mm -hmm. Path of Exile. But people are talking about, you know, they can't sustain maps. They're not sustaining Alks. I've done my whole atlas up until I think I'm in T14s. Alk and valing the ones that need to be valed. And then I've also alked all of Josh's because he didn't start with me at the same time. So when he eventually got to maps, then we started back on his in tier ones and I ran through them all with him and he's now up into red maps. I haven't had the same issues that other people have had on that front. So And you were playing at a pace where the early you were going through a lot of this in the early patches, not in the later patches after right. the, the well, drop rate. I played right from increased. launch, right. played a lot. And I, I did, I was a little frustrated in the beginning because I was like, I don't think I've ever gotten to the end of the axe and felt so um, uh, lacking with, with gear and stuff. And, mm -hmm. and then, you know, I was, I looked at the, uh, I looked at the, because I wanted to focus harvest. I loved the change of like, hey, you just go and do a harvest, you get the life force and then all the crafts are there. And I think on the first day I was laughing with people in Global 2121 that uh, besides the passive tree in Path of Exile, the second most confusing thing is got to be the, the Hortocrafting station now because it's just like, here's 400 crafts, 
<laughs> not, they're not like, I, there's no, I can't, besides putting your item into it, there's no way to really sort, unless you know how harvest crafting works, there wasn't, there's not a very great, um, it's not like the crafting uh, bench where you yeah. have suffixes and the prefixes suffixes and, and, and a helmet and I can set, it was very, uh, overwhelming because I'm not a huge crafting person anyway, but I was like, oh, this is exciting. So I very quickly pulled out a harvest, decided not to go that route. And then like within the first two or three days I pulled completely out of essences because I was getting my ass destroyed by essences like I just I would pop an essence and be like huh that was that that thing's not dying I can't kill that thing <laughs> yeah <laughs> so I've been having a lot of fun with heist and expedition those were the two that I really focused on and uh yeah I mean I had I had some issues with the gearing I felt like I had to spend way too much time on trade uh on the trade website to to try and gear myself which wasn't i don't really like that but i'm playing in the trade league so it is what it is but overall the launch for me i kind of joked with tyler and bk before we started recording it's i think moving forward i'm definitely going to avoid online stuff as a league launch comes out because for me i i wouldn't have really felt to the full extent of what people were you know getting worked up about um had i not read it i didn't I didn't really yeah. feel, besides a lack of gear, which I certainly felt, I wasn't super starved for currency. Um, maps were fine. I was progressing fine in that sense. So for me, it's been fun. I had a really good time playing with Josh because he's played a lot, but he learned a lot this league because he follows guides. He like, and which is great. He, he finds a guide and he goes full into it, follows it to the T, knows what he's going to do. And it wasn't panning out so well for him this league because... Some of the guides that he was following were from people who are, you know, just uber players that know every single thing, do this craft, do that craft. And some of those crafts, I guess, aren't available. So I got to teach him heist. He'd never played heist before. So that was actually a lot of fun to show him how heist works. And uh, yeah, we had a, we've had a really good time playing through maps. So for me, I've, it's been uh, not a huge difference than a normal league launch. I don't, I don't like Lake of Calandra, which is really too bad. It's unfortunate that Calandra has come out with a league that has gotten a lot of um, blowback because it's such a cool character like the idea of Calandra finally being in the game is really cool but uh, the lake was not <laughs> rewarding at all we just I just started store they're still in my stash I've got like 15 lakes to run later on maybe when the drops seem a little bit better but for me it's been fine drops I, are a lot better now in the lake yeah I that's ran all, them a little bit it didn't seem now. well I don't know that it's been fixed. It still felt a little low to me when oh, I was wow. doing them for how much time it takes to build up a lake and to build up the tile set and then go and run it. I still didn't feel like and the currency seemed the better. Right. Cause the difficulty gets, Oh my God. Uh, the first time I did beyond in the <laughs> lake was like day two or something. It was, I, I, I don't think I've ever fought anything so hard in path of exile in my life. It was like you're, I'm kiting beyond not not rares like just beyond normal monsters like tile sets away to try and kill them because they were just they were bananas so mm -hmm. i've i'm scared of beyond now i don't put it on any of my lakes because i i don't know if it's been fixed or what but the drops didn't seem that great and also with the lake i would i would like to see that if i did i want to i want to open a chest every single tile set i don't like that if i do three shrines i get just the three shrine buffs that don't last super long and if I do, I just, I, I feel like if I do harbingers, yes, I'm going to get the stuff, but I also want a chest that drops something related to it. But yeah, the one the thing I did nice. feel like, the chests are nice. I felt like the currency was better 
in the lakes, but the items are still, you know, we kind of joked about the, the idea of them fixing the items and it's like, well, dropping 40 Ruby rings is not a benefit to me. I I don't know what to do with that. Like, (laughs) do I pick them up? Josh and I have laughed so hard about like flasks, like all of a sudden there's just 15 flasks on the ground. Like that, that's not an improvement to me in, in dropping loot or giving you loot. You can't just like drop a bunch of garbage, but uh, overall, my experience has actually been decent. It's been not super different from a normal league launch, and uh, I'm actually still enjoying it. I did almost quit on the first day because I was getting a little bit angry because I couldn't gear up and I was struggling to actually progress a bit, but I, I would just play a different game. That, that I would wait until they sort that stuff out and then play something else. So that's Nor- been my experience of yeah. Lake of Calandra so far. I think there's some improvements for sure, but it hasn't been a shit show like I've heard. Normal, for normal first week shenanigans of fixing up yeah, the game. It, it, there's definitely some fixes that needed to happen and, and still do. But for me, it's been a, a pretty decent one. What about you guys? You go, BK. Um, my league start was pretty insulated as well. Like I didn't even know shit was going wrong until probably <laughs> like Monday. Because like, yeah. I have a pretty insulated community in general and like just the kind of community that I facilitated after all these years is like we're kind of bullshit to- intolerant. That's awesome. In general. And so like there's a lot of like natural repulsion of these sort of more negative factors from the community that I don't even have to moderate. And so I, my league start, fortunately, I was piggybacking off of a currency generation method that I kind of fell into and figured out last league where... I hit all my map nodes, then rushed ritual and expedition. And so like I was doing content that wasn't necessarily affected by the changes because they were like chest dense. Yep. So like my early league generation was ritual bases and getting all the different penny currencies from rituals in general, like your horizons and your elks and your alterations and stuff like that. In addition to like the, Blizzard crowns were going for a divine apiece. So I found a couple of those, and then I was selling bulk Blizzard contracts crowns? because I had the uh, yeah the okay. they have added cold damage on them. Yeah. Um, and then I was I had specced into some of like the the heist nodes, so I was generating plenty of contracts and bulk selling those and bulk selling the marks and selling my blueprints and then expedition all of the different currencies and stuff you get out of there and then selling the, the uh, blue or no logbooks. And so like I'd had this strategy before where I wasn't really reliant on too much as far as like needing drops to come from monsters. Most of my stuff was generated by chests. So like I completely kind of like bypassed it in the way that people are like, Oh, well I did heist and I don't know what everyone else is talking about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like, I think a lot of early strategies, like as far as people having a good or bad impression of the league kind of resolves around like what you first put your first kind of points into and like the areas that you focus on if you heist it a little bit chances are you're probably fine right but like i'd say like the most stark difference between this league start and last league start is the the lake content was just not rewarding for the scale of difficulty it had so you weren't able to generate a lot of excess currency just by hitting a button like you could in sentinel and anytime we have a very like rewarding in map league followed by one that is out of map there's almost always this drop off where people mm-hmm. go hey wait a minute this doesn't feel as good right because it's just so easy to hit a button and then sentinels like buff stuff by like crazy amounts it was right yeah that's a good um, point yeah and so i Chris had brought no that problems. up in his apology too as one yeah. of their mistakes of having a 
just the timing of last league to this league. He, that was one of his points. So yeah. you bring up, but yeah, it's a very good point you bring up. And yeah, I just didn't really notice it. I just kind of did what I had learned worked well for me personally, because I'm I'm one of the people that I don't like to sell a lot of stuff. Like the least I have to interact with trade, the happier I am. Mm-hmm. So I I tend to choose things that have somewhat static prices that are like very similar as far as like if I'm not selling a bunch of different stuff that I'm crafting, I'm not having to price it all out. I'm just selling logbooks and blueprints and stuff that has a set price so that you can bulk sell and trade like five times and get rid of all of it. And then, you know, you go back to your mapping and you've got a, you know, stack of chaos and you're happy. Right. So like this personally works for me and it would just happen to be advantageous to the current climate of this league is to like putting myself ahead. Um, I didn't really notice too much. I had a little bit of difficulty gearing because of course, like essences were a little bit scarier than normal. Uh, the ones in the maps are honestly fine, but the ones in the lake, my God. Mm-hmm. terrifying absolutely terrifying especially if they were like six or more blocks away they yep. have like goddamn five modifiers on them with three arc nemesis modifiers on them too like you couldn't get near them they'd like kill you if they touched you and like there's one where i would kite it back to this one particular tile on my lake just because it had like a big unpassable circle in the middle of it and i would just kite him around kite the circle, circle throwing like <laughs> explosive traps in front of me as i ran so that as i ran past them it would detonate on the guy and then just like ran circles like it just needed like the benny hill theme basically yakety sex and it would have been great (laughs) um but yeah i aside from not super happy with like arc nemesis of whole and this is something that we can of course discuss later in better depth but yeah hmm and I mean, I got laid out a lot more once I hit reds uh, because the the lack of fizz mitigation in my build was really apparent. And, you know, trapper builds struggle to come up with endurance charge gen because, like, we don't kill. So we can't use the uh, the betrayal rings, you know, for the crafts of, like, endurance charge on kill and all this other kind of stuff. So I had to kind of reprioritize some of my upgrades in order to get determination into my build sooner so that I could actually feel a little bit more safe in rents but yeah still had eater down by saturday night and i kind of was a little bit shy with exarch because i i just you know (laughs) eater is one of those fights where like even if you don't have good dps the choreography is straightforward enough that as long as you can dodge the stuff it's fine if it takes a while Mm -hmm. but with mr exarch and his ball phase i uh yeah can you log out anymore in that part no, it starts it oh. over again. Like most, I think that like the the strat is to uh, like get skeletons and totems and stuff and body block with it. And like, I don't know. I, don't know. I try and actually do the mechanics. Yeah. And so like I'm, I like use a portal or two when I take a couple of unlucky balls to the face. But you know, <laughs> I tend to try and go in there a little prepared DPS wise so that there's less of those phases. So. I think it was like Monday morning before I finally just knocked him out because I just was waiting on my six link upgrade and a couple other things so it'd be more comfy. But nice. yeah. Where'd you get your six link upgrade from? I bought it. Cool. It was 50 chaos. Ooh, well, that's not bad. It's no, good for not you. Bad. Good for you. And uh, you're, you, so you're, you're trapping. What, what are you trapping with? Mm-hmm. Explosive trap. 
explosive. I sorry if I missed that. Yeah, cool. pretty much rerunning the same build I ran in like three sixteen. Uh, I was like going back and forth on starting SRS, but I didn't feel confident enough in it as far as like some of the early league plans that I had set out for myself. Like I wanted to get into like it, the Itziri encounter and like farm her a bunch because her boots still have like a crap load of spell suppression on them and thirty percent move speed, so they're highly desirable early on. And they actually like were desirable, then the price dipped, and then it went back up again. So I just like went back and kept running its theory. Mm. But yeah, I just like I just didn't feel confident that I could pull that off on an mm. SRS build. I wanted and to so start. I just oh, went traps. Ah, oh, traps. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And your saboteur. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. I wanted to start SRS as well. I wanted to do Raider SRS. Um, and the the reason that I didn't wasn't anything to do with SRS or the Raider. It was just because minions changed so much that i really wanted to see what uh zombie survivability was like so with all those changes like i I love the changes to srs i mean did nothing but go up but um i uh, i really wanted to see what minion survivability was because a few leagues ago maybe two maybe one i don't know leagues ago i uh i wanted to see what zombie survivability was like with a build where normally my minions would never ever die but that was with Necromancer with the unnatural strength that was plus two, right? Plus two to all minion gems. And mm-hmm. so I wanted to see what it was like. So I went with the um, with the Guardian and had the exact same setup, same tree, same everything. It worked out really well. And uh, except, of course, my minions couldn't survive. And no, that, I think that was the beginning of the Arch Nemesis League. I think that was Arch Nemesis League. And so anyway, my minions couldn't survive at all. But Arch Nemesis was at a, a it, it was a different state then as well during the league itself. So don't know how relevant the test was, but when they got rid of the plus two for a natural strength made me, okay, well, how, how's minion survivability going to work with all these new items and stuff like that? So, because I can't really count that test because, you know, pinnacle non-boss enemies have changed so much since then. I need to, I want to do it again, but I'm going to do an SRS Raider at some point. I have one on standard kicking around in console so I can test it out, you know, in the next couple of weeks, but yeah, totally interrupted your, uh, how your week went. Sorry about that. No, I wasn't. Uh, do you have a plan for a second character? Or? Me right now? Uh, something Trickster. Just because uh, Trickster's my boy. And uh, I want to experiment with that. And then I do want to revisit the SRS idea that I had initially just to feel it out and see how it goes. Is that with the Trickster? Uh, no, I was going to go Elementalist, actually. Mm. Uh, because I think there's a lot of like really easy early access to power that the Elementalist offers, where the other two ascendancies, as far as counting necro and guardian are have their you know they're a little bit more defensive but like you have to kind of work to get a little bit more damage out of them uh srs on an elementalist is nice because it works into the new reservation changes because you shock as an elementalist so you don't need to run skitters so you get that reserve back to work in something else perhaps a defensive aura perhaps an offensive aura whatever you choose um it has that really really nice uh exposure too so like any amount of exposure you get is uh, you have a certain value i think it's like 25 percent added to it so you have like really really big exposures and since srs got uh changed to where it 100 percent converts to fire uh exposure is more relevant than other because you can't do all the sort of like hatred shenanigan scalings that you were able to do before what kind of hitting would you do to shock i just storm brand because you get a minimum amount every time for elementalist so you just Put Stormbrand, it can handle your curse on hit and shock as well. That's pretty neat. If you nice. give it a little bit of flat fire, then it can also run combustion, which gives a minus 10 to fire res debuff for the boss as well. Yeah, combustion's um, and then hard you got to your, ignore. Yeah. 
And you got your golem boys too, right? So like the ever since its introduction, carrying golem is like one of the best ways to scale SRS damage. Like it really benefits because there's 20 SRS. And so like anytime you have like a high minion count, the carrying golem really shines. And so, you know, not only are you getting like the life regen and the fizz mitigation from Rocky Boy and the, uh, I don't know, chaos. it looks like a, yeah, chaos guy. Let's say that like the, the, the bat bunch of grapes. Um, yeah. You know, you're getting a turbocharged carrium choppy boy too. And so like, I don't know, it's like, it kind of made sense for my, in me, to me in my head, like, is it going to be a character you take to Ubers? No, but it's like a good can opener to the league where like, you're getting a lot of that damage early on through the ascendancy. And then, like, you can always respect into something, like, more tankier or, like, more straightforward damage-wise later, like the exploding golems and all that other kind of stuff. So, yeah. I just Ooh. didn't feel confident. Like, it was a well-thought-out point. I just didn't feel confident enough in it because I wasn't really sure what to expect. So. Mm. Looking forward to your feedback on it. Sounds awesome. Yeah. Cool. What about you, Ty? How was your launch? How was your week been playing? I had a great time. Yeah. Um. Oh, hang on. Wrong card. Uh, I had a great time. I mean... Uh, zombies suck until and i mean that didn't change with any of the health negation that they did at the beginning of the league for minions but zombies have always sucked until they're around gem level 10 so it, it's it's always a chore so you're you're you really can't use them they just get absolutely massacred in every boss fight whether it's brutus or mervay or whoever else they just they cannot live and i'm going straight for survivability nodes like right off the bat that those two clusters just northeast of where the witch starts get them all get some masteries that help them out like leech and all that kind of stuff and they, they just have no hope against any type of difficult boss or, or any boss i should say so they're kind of pointless uh you level it up anyway and so i'm obviously leveling with srs um I, of course, I, I went, I'm a, I'm a slow leveler anyway, but I went camping. And so I'm still currently in, I just started act 10 last night, uh, but I definitely had nothing dropping at all. There was like no drops happening. I couldn't, I wasn't getting gear for me, let alone my minions. I was like negative in resist the whole way. It was red resists until the, one of the more recent patches came out. Uh, but the funny, funny enough, the new minion ones. I had them just for the campaign. The new minion ones in my filter, uh, no matter the rarity, are dropping, and you yeah, and you'll see them up mm -hmm. until the end of the campaign. And then I have uh, more rule sets. But uh, I wanted to see how often they showed up and how they dropped, and they showed up all the time. I was not yeah, short surprising. on minion ones, which I absolutely loved because a lot of the times when I would uh, use a transmute on them. Or I, I wasn't using any elks because elks were very hard for me to find for the first while up until. Like these drop rates weren't changed before I hit Act Four, which is when I'd normally spend my Alks to get my trigger gems. Um, so I wasn't using any Alks, but I definitely got very excited for every essence that I found. And as a minion player, no matter how scary essence is going to be going forward, I'm staying with it because I really want as many essence of fears as I can get. And uh, you know, you'll never know, right? You'll luck out and you'll get a sweet one. So anyway, I'm using all my essence of fears that I'm getting, which I surprisingly had a decent amount just while leveling. And then tons of transmutes. And I was really impressed with how often I was getting another minion roll, whether it was minion life or minion resists, minion damage on these wands. I, I, it was nice. And every now and then I would, I had one bone ring that had, I think, three different minion stats outside of the implicit. And, oh, yeah. and, the, other, and the other one was like 30% to cold resist for me. So probably not getting rid of that one for a while. So anyway, I, I actually enjoyed how often those were dropping. But ironically, 
nothing else was dropping. And so it was uh, leveling was was quite slow. There was definitely a lot of situations where it's like, okay, die, go back, die, go back. And I didn't have any options. I didn't have currency to like I didn't have alterations to reroll any magic items. So it was it was a slow process. But once they came out with whichever patch it was, I don't remember if it was C, D or E, whichever one that fixed it. But um, I, I've been getting a lot more currency now to reroll some mediocre items while leveling i'm actually finding rings that are helping with my resists or belts you know i found an amulet that had i think i mean i hate designing builds like this but um the current build that i'm doing i'm doing an occultist with zombies but i want to get into poison damage and stuff so my and i, I also want haste on there too so anyway i need 155 decks but i'm only getting about 55 from the tree which i absolutely hate doing so i need 101 decks for my build and I found an amulet with 80 decks just while leveling. It was awesome. So anyway, nice. it was, yeah, it was, no, it's, it's, it's been a lot of fun. And once the zombies hit level 10 with the survivability in there, they, they start really picking it up. And I really enjoy having phantasms with them because there's a lot of circumstances where zombies aren't getting their full value because you're getting caught on a bridge or something like that. And so only three mm -hmm. zombies are hitting while the rest are just waiting for their turn or more space. So the phantasms are really helpful in those, those, uh, what's it called funneled situations but yeah let's see i actually think um that the difficulty of the campaign and the league mechanic just this is just well leveling um i think it's spot on right now like i'm really enjoying going into i going into act eight going into act nine i'd go into the lake of calandra i i thought it was a, a really nice difficulty increase i never thought it was out to lunch there's a few enemies and enemy combos where i just get obliterated and i had no idea what it was because i i can't highlight the enemy but that's i think more arch nemesis or essence combining but i've actually really enjoyed the difficulty of the league mechanic and the campaign itself and that includes act one and two i've had a really good time so far and i've even felt like i've never been one to rely on uniques when they drop i'll see if they work but i've had maybe seven eight unique items drop while leveling and there's been like i think three of them have been the exact same flask so i, I actually kind of like that to me even though there's hundreds of uniques in the game i like the prospect that they're yikes you know harder to find or maybe it's encouraging more div card farming because you're looking for a specific unique i kind of i kind of like that that they're not very common anymore so we'll see how it goes i think with the patches that ggg had we'll talk about it but they're like certain bosses or arch nemesis are going to drop a lot more uniques, but they're going to be a lot less common within the general pool. So anyway, yeah. The only thing that I noticed, and I never noticed this when they came out with Convoking Wands, and Convoking Wands have been in the game now for a few years now, I think, but um, it, for some reason this only clicked now with the new wands, but some some wands dropped, right? Some of the, what are they called? Convent, Convent. I don't know. The beaning or something? Yeah, I yeah. Think the, one the three types of convoking ones they drop. And some of them were superior, right? They had some quality on them. And I'm like, oh, you know what? I never, never looked into it. It increases physical damage. I'm like, that's kind of weird to have like a minion specific one and it increases my physical damage with wand attacks. It's kind of, I don't know if that's an oversight or not, but uh, I was kind of disappointed. I was kind of hoping it would do something that was a little bit more minion specific considering they're minion specific items but it wasn't it was just wand specific but anyway i've actually had a good time i am only in map so i don't really have a lot of value to say in terms of the overall like hitting end game day three and how all of that worked but i've had a very fun time so far um 
I went with Lake of Calandra last week. It was kind of meh. It was kind of pointless. Uh, the drop rates were, of course, nothing. I'd open a chest and nothing dropped. I pushed down on my filter and it was absolute trash. There was no reason for me to click on it and go through it. Uh, that's, of course, have changed. Now, when I click on chests, I'm getting a whole bunch of chances or alterations or um, alks. Again, I'm still only mapping, um, but it's still not really worth it. I found after about act eight, I'm like, ah, it's eh, whatever, right? Like I, I enjoy like if I'm going and I have essences there because I'm again, I'm really want as many essence of fears as possible. I'll go and do those. Um, but after that, I want to go see what Calandra has to say. Then I'm out. But I'm I'm probably gonna skip it until uh, I'm a lot farther along. I find I don't really I still don't really find it's worth my time. But uh, I've had a lot of fun so far. I'm quite enjoying it, and because of the mod weight for common minion values such as life and resists, and how often these wands show up, I've had some of the bone rings show up too. Um, minion survivability has been I feel like a normal character, kind of like how they intend it to be. Like I'm investing i'm having to choose between me or my minions which as a leveling character that's how it should be and i'm definitely noticing a difference in my fights when okay you know what i should slot this bone ring in instead of mine my resistor going down but then i see my, that my minions can handle this hot hard-hitting character and then maybe another fight i'll you know switch that bone ring out for one that helps me and you know it's so I am actually quite enjoying that, and I think that is at a decent balance, though who knows what endgame is going to be like. That's where all these minion changes made me nervous at the beginning of all this talk, uh, when they first had the dev manifesto, because, I, like, I, you know, you can handle it on, until you get there, but how are they going to handle juice T16s? Can I actually keep them alive? Am I actually supposed to keep re-resing supposed permanent minions? Maybe that's the idea with zombies, but definitely not for specters. So curious about it mm -hmm. yeah cool. so before we get into this you'll never guess what kind of request i have i swear to god if you ask to go to the bathroom i'll be a couple drive over there and beat you to death get, get your keys ready we're gonna talk oh, all no. right so tyler's going to the washroom but i am actually curious and he can catch up on this so okay um did you what did you think of the leveling process with arch nemesis like they before the league came out had done the reduction of you should see only i think one or two modifiers on them i think that was before this league came out right mm -hmm. wasn't it uh i think well, you I can still it, find I... like threes in the late part of the story or something like that i don't know they they that was one of the first passes that they did on it was right. to remove like how often you how see many? however many and to like generally lower the amount that you run into in the story but right. i mean i play i played a trapper skill that is arguably some of the best single target in the game like i I chose that for a reason. Right. So um, you didn't have like a huge make, problem. Yeah. So like the the only thing early on that was really a super duper challenge was the, you know, the essences that were six plus plots away in a lake being like unkillable. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, but the actual like process of leveling and going through the axe. Right. Like in non-lake content, it was honestly pretty fine. Like hey I didn't really notice any sort of actual problems until I got into reds when I was getting like. When they would have multiple damage mods, like especially fizz based multiple damage mods, you know, right. they stack up and they, I had no fizz mitigation at the time. So I'd just get laid out or some of like the ones that are like those combinations of death that are just there to fuck you. Like Ugh, you have like yeah. a mana siphoner on a mod that runs faster than you that's also a melee mob. So you stand next to it and it wails on your face, but it's also got damage mods. 
And then, right. so like there's one that I had where it's made a siphoner and then like it was the frost something or other where it puts little frost bombs under your feet. So you got to constantly dance around it. Mm-hmm. And then it was like a Fizz's extra map mod and the base type of mob was a physical one. So you couldn't stand still. He had a like whale on my face. And then the big surprise at the end is I finally killed this guy, but he was crystal skinned. So I got to watch all of the effects disappear just to watch all the purple crystals detonate under my feet and kill me. Yep. And I is was that what that like, does? okay. Hmm. Yeah, crystal skin, or I think is the one, but they're like, these little purple crystals will get put on the ground during the duration of the fight, and then they like charge up and explode for air. Damage is an extra element when the mob dies. It was like a last F.U. I was play- when I was one of the rounds that I was playing with Josh. I remember actually getting angry and saying, "I'm, I'm, I am really done with the shit that's on the ground. I'm so tired of trying to figure out what's underneath me, of something doing to me, something to me after an enemy's dead." It is one of the most frustrating things for me. Is I just, I, I don't know. I find it really frustrating. But anyway, I'm back to Arch Nemesis. They made their changes, nerfing some of the modifiers. I have my own opinion. I'm curious what you guys think of that and how did you find a, a a big difference with it or what what do you think? Go ahead, BK. Um, as far as like my mapping from then and now, like this the standoff cases, we haven't had the like resistance one happen yet because that's the one that's coming Monday. But oh, for, that like, one's not out yet. Okay. Yeah. So like for me, like the the main if the thing that still is like the big offender to me is like the scaling of offensive mods and the fact that they don't fit and like their current design don't see that as a problem. Yeah. Because like not every character too. is going to have, you know, like really robust, amazing uh, physical mitigation right off the bat or, you know, elemental resistance mitigation off the bat. Either like the, not every build has max res, you know, day two. Um so, like, for me, it's actually not so much the... Because, like, if the mob is kind of tanky, I guess I have a higher tolerance for, like, trying to whittle down something that's got, like, a big sponge worth of life or EHP. And, like, that doesn't bother me so much as, like, the getting one-shot by something that I have no answer for. Yeah. And, like, going back to the original implementation of Arc Nemesis and the problems that it was supposed to solve was, like, the clarification... Of being able to look at a monster and quickly discern what it is that it does and be able to counterplay that either through like skill or through having a build a certain way. And all this is done, especially in the current era and the current state of Arc Nemesis, especially with untuned offensive mods, is just created this like sort of like meta amongst builds where like you have to have like grace determination a form of recovery like you can't just like squeeze by as much anymore like you have to have like a fully invested defensive build and i feel like that really stifles build creativity and diversity in the current era because like you feel pigeonholed into having like x number of defenses otherwise you can't progress in certain ways you're referring just, to like, specifically being like not having a fully defensive character, though, not like completely avoiding defensive mitigation, of course. Right. Like yeah, you just okay. you always have to like they're like the, the choices of builds that are, you know, viable all the way to reds now is a lot shorter of a list than it used to be because of this. And uh, I honestly like they could be really involved with it. I don't think they will be because of just the lack of dev time to dedicate to solving some of these problems that Arc Nemesis has. Like if most of what we're going to see from them, I would say over the next week 
is like numerical changes. They won't change. They won't have the dev time to specifically engineer in like if then tables so that mods don't spawn together. Like that's sure. just not going to happen. They yeah, don't have the time for that. So like hopefully they'll Wish spend they did, some though. time evaluating and listening to feedback saying that, you know, like, hey, like this is still pretty bad when these types of mods stack up to each other. Um, and we'll see, you know, if what sort of changes, if any. But like for me personally, I'm like completely exhausted that every single build that I do these days has grace and determination. And then sometimes even like purity of elements for ailment immune. Like I'm tired of building builds yeah. that way. Like I miss mom builds where like I'd have just like big chunky region and a huge EHP pool and that would be okay. Mm. And uh, some of the other alternatives that were out there at the time. So yeah, I, um, I hope they keep fine tuning it. I wish it would have like proper dev work done on it because I feel like Arc Nemesis is probably like one of the coolest systems that has been brought to PoE as far as solving a lot of problems. But it's been implemented so poorly across the build every single time they try to strong arm it into the game that people are just tired of it and done with it and don't want to like deal with it and just like automatically see it as this horrible thing now that they need to back down on when in truth, like it would be such a tool to teach players so much about the game if utilized correctly. If they'd taken the time to put Arc Nemesis in originally in a way that was meaningful and impactful to the game. They would have, first of all, taken all the mods, put them in a pile, sorted them out, and said, okay, well, these mods make show sense to show up along the story at these parts. So, like, maybe only Frostweaver shows up in Act 1, because the main thing about Frost... Sorry, the main thing about Act 1 is learning that cold resistance is a thing. Like, you get Hail Rake right off the bat. There's lots of cold-themed mobs as far as, like, the the little elementals that do that cold snap. Yep. And, uh, of course, Merveil, right, in the pinnacle boss fight. She does nothing but, like, cold base attacks and everything like that. And you go, ow, that really fucking hurts. And you're like, oh, cool, there's this sapphire ring that I just found on the ground. And it has cold resistance. And, wow, it doesn't hurt so much anymore. And so they didn't do that. And in the first implementation of it lastly, you know, you would get freaking gangbanged by a bunch of guys with ice wall like before you even had a movement skill or yeah. like there's even in the game still now there's the lightning weavers and fire weaver ones that show up and have the extra damages fire when you can't even equip a topaz ring until level 12 and fire beyond that and so like they have this opportunity and really cool tool that would be built in and baked into like the very base mechanics of the game i.e magic rare and normal monsters that could help teach some of these lessons that people complain that the story doesn't teach well enough like how to invest in certain things and how to be aware of certain systems and they haven't done anything about it and then arc nemesis as a whole has been implemented in a, like a really slap and dash kind of way where it's like all right well they left it in where, you know, there was way too many mods during the campaign. They've come back and nerfed that. But like further on, I think it needs to be done even further is like, okay, so if red maps are 100% intentional amounts of damage that these mods are doing, then it's not enough just to break it down as far as like early maps versus red maps. Like it needs to be scaffolded through the entire like tier system. Right. So like yep. maybe act one is 20% of Arc Nemesis power all the way up to red maps being 100 because early on it's just ridiculous that you, you can be a little baby character or a brand new player to this game get hit by a frostweaver roa once and get a 30 percent chill on you yep. like it's ridiculous 
You that doesn't that leaves you like no mobility unless you're like a seasoned road dodger to do anything about it. That's before impossible. You're fucked. Nobody's right. a seasoned road dodger. It's impossible. And um, so like I think that you know rather than have this thing be inherently player unfriendly, it could be a tool to help teach players about the game if utilized correctly. Like it's okay that there's roads that do like extra cold damage in Act One. That's fine. But they should chunk you. They shouldn't murder you, right? You should go, oh, ow, what was that? And then, like, be engaged to try and figure out what it is. Whether it's, like, I might try and use this alchemy orb on some gear to try and give me some stats. Or maybe, excuse me, maybe I look up what this ring is and what cold resistance is. Or, like, maybe I upgrade my life class because it really, really hurts. Like, there are lessons to be learned from certain parts of the game that aren't being taught when... You know, it's overtuned to the point where it's like, okay, I'll just die. Yeah, it is. It's a lot of it is just at this stage, just, oh, crap, that sucks. And then if you even know about resetting instances, you can reset the instance, but then you go and reset the instance and it's it's luck of the draw. And some of that's fine, but definitely not all the time. They're definitely like, I agree with everything you said. There definitely needs to be a massive, very thought out process to it all. I would way rather, I would. I really hope at some point there is some sort of if then, because I don't think you should have the ability for arch nemesis to be stacking four offensive strong things or four defense. It's just not fun. Yeah. I, I, it's not enjoyable. I really, I still, not, I know it's never it's ever going to happen. It's but just lazy game dev. I want to see an arch nemesis that is one fucking line of information. That's it. I don't want to have to know that this does max cold resist and has effective ailments and there's like five different things i'm supposed to know i really don't want that i know it's never ever going to happen but yeah, i think it, their mod pool is still just a little too big it's like it doesn't need big. to be it doesn't need to be like d3 levels of simplicity where there's like six or eight or something like that mm -hmm. but like it doesn't need to be what it is now too especially when there's like so many different ones that do the same thing but a different type of elemental damage so it's like i don't know just pick one Okay, yeah, we like laughed. Yeah, exactly. one weaver and one bearer and one of this and like, come on, let's. Tyler and I laughed during the, I think it was when we did an episode after the dev manifesto because they changed the names of two of the, two of the arch nemesis and we were both just like, that didn't make it clearer. Like one of them a little bit. The other one is still like, okay, I don't have a clue what that's supposed to mean, but yeah, I, I like the fact that they're at least going to reduce the defensive side of them a little bit. I'm not sure it's enough, though, because if you still stack three or four of those onto one yeah. arch nemesis, it's still going to be a nightmare to fight. They're, yeah. Uh, I think uh, it would be a nice rule for them to, and I don't think it's like this, but maybe it is, where every second mod is the opposite of the first one. So let's say the first mod that rolls on something on, on an arch nemesis mod is offensive. Well, the second one, if it was going to have a second one, would be defensive instead of two offensive ones. And then if yeah. it was going to get to four, okay, well, so now you have one offensive, one defensive, your third one's going to be whichever, right? You'll have either two of two of one of them. But then the fourth one is, again, making it even to have two the and two. Side of that one. And I, I, one thing about their, and I, I really appreciate, like one thing that in Chris's, I guess, apology and explanation to the community was how stubborn they were about certain things, that they shouldn't have been as stubborn about certain things. And I thought that was really great and humble and i'm excited to see what the future holds with you know not being as stubborn about certain certain mechanics or mentalities but i i think one thing that i really like 
in games is that a boss fight is hard, right? And so, yes, now there's a big difference in this game between Arch Nemesis and boss fights. But to me, Arch Nemesis still were a huge, like they're really focusing on this is where a lot of your rewards are going to come from. Get excited for rare monsters because that's where a lot of your drops are coming from. And I maybe there was a circumstances with all of these defensive nerfs that they're doing to Arch Nemesis enemies. But I, so hopefully these changes are just that the, these enemies aren't immune anymore. Because to me, I still like longer boss battles or sorry, longer enemy battles. I like being able to, okay, there, there's 30 mods I need to read still. What are they? How can I go about this with the pros and cons of my character? But it seems like they're lowering all that so that you can still kill them quickly. But like BK, like you said at the beginning, they're still going to do astronomical amounts of damage, which just means I'm just not going to learn anything from the fight. I'm not going to be able to highlight them. I'm not going to be able to see them. I'm not going to be able to know what to do. And to me, now I haven't played with it, so maybe this is going in the direction that I like. Maybe the, the damage isn't absurd and maybe the defense is now appropriate. But what I'm hoping happens in the future is that these fights are going to take a bit. I can't just obliterate them with an extreme amount of offense. And I do actually have to fight them. You know what I mean? As opposed to click, click, mm -hmm. and it's dead. And I want to be able to, with a decent character, with appropriate survivability, not just being, you know, with my leveling gear, but with appropriate good investment, actually have a fight on my hands. Where I'm like, okay, this is what I need to do with this character. These are the mods they have. Oh, shoot. They don't oh, know I got it. And, you know, like you're running around, you're desperately flasking, but then you come back and you actually have a chance at a one on one fight or, you know, I mean, they're, they're not all going to be one on one fights, but you know what I mean, right? Like, right. And I know they're not designing them to be boss battles, but I really hope they don't fall into the cry and complaint of those bosses just need to die when I see them. And then I pick up their gear and I keep going. It's a really hard balance between people who want to play the game quick and map quickly, but also the person who wants to enjoy a, a fight. I think that's a really, a really tough balance. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, it is. I did appreciate Chris's, um, it was a very humble and honest um, reply that he had to the community, I guess you could say, on the direction where the things what are What happened going. or whatever? What happened yeah, with which items? which one is this or one? What, was that the one? Uh, this yeah, week was the what happened with items. That just came out last night, actually. Yep, the very last one at the bottom there, Justin. Uh, BK, did you get a chance to read that from, from Chris mm -hmm. with a CH? What'd you think about it? <laughs> with a CH? Well, <laughs> so many times we <laughs> reference our, our friend our Chris. Chris. <laughs> yes, our friend Chris did not write this. No. But Chris with a CH, what'd you think, BK? I'm honestly left with just like more questions. Like what? Like they did establish certain things of like breaking down like why this particular decision happened. But I still don't feel like they addressed like what the goals are from some of these like changes and like where we're headed next and what is like the grand vision as far as like, are we stepping down to like match POT and tempo? Can this be stuff that we continue to expect? Um, oh, okay. As far as like the breakdown of communication is concerned, like maybe some like, hey, we're putting checks and balances in place to make sure that this doesn't, you know, we have proper management over these sectors because like, when everything first started to hit and people were like, no, they're just doing this on purpose. This is because we figured out divine orbs or Chris hates, you know, magic fine parties, or this was a deliberate bait that they wanted us to ruin our league starts. And I was like, shut up. This is just mm -hmm. some sort of intercommunication failure. Like this is not malice. 
This is just incompetence, which unfortunately affects a lot of people. And lo and behold, guess what? It wasn't everyone. It wasn't Chris personally shitting in your Cheerios. Turns out there is an intra, you know, interdepartmental failure here. Such a gross here. picture. Crap in Cheerios. <laughs> I don't know if that's common. I haven't heard that before. That it's a weird taste in my mouth. Doesn't matter who's well, crapping. Oh, anyway, go ahead. Um, and so, like for me. <laughs> hearing that and reading it and everything like that. I'm like, this is good. This is a good first step, but like, I need a little more, right? I feel like there needs to be a little bit more said to the community rather than it's definitely a mea culpa, but like, let's follow it up with like, okay, we've done all the numeric changes. Let's take a deep breath. And like, here's the vision. Like, here is what, where we are. This is the things that, you know, like we're heading towards. And I feel like, it's definitely going to need pretty strong communication moving forward to kind of like repair some of the damage this league has done as far as trust wise between, you know, the community at large and GGG. But like, I don't know, for me personally, I always get really upset in general when stuff like this happens just because of like, I hate the atmosphere that happens to the game when this sort of stuff sets in. Like... My biggest problem with it is that it's almost like this sort of like wartime atmosphere that happens where it's the us versus them and everything is an attack and everything is deliberate and everything is full of malice. And there's like no relaxing, no taking a step back to kind of consider everything. And I just it's exhausting. It's just absolutely exhausting. And then, of course, like all the different social medias are and uh that's when i kind of just like retreat into my hole into my community and just like ride out the storm because i just don't want to be involved with it yeah. but well like, you have a fa fantastic community and that's all credit to you you have a very excellent demeanor a very well-rounded um opinion of the game you're obviously mature in your in your in your thought process and so it's a nice place for people to go and actually get a realistic perspective of the game that isn't really going to be caught up too much. And I guess, we're, I mean, we're all human. We can all get caught up. Like Justin said, getting prob we probably wouldn't have been as emotional about all of this if we weren't on social media. But you have a very good ability to take a step back and create a relaxing atmosphere no matter the state of the game. So you have a very nice community. You're very fortunate to have a community that you can relax into or set back into. So good for you. Yeah, they're a good couple of beans. Yeah. I, I don't think uh, they ever did anything intentionally. Like Tyler and I talked about this at the beginning, actually even before this came out, but, and we've talked about this in so many episodes in the past. Yeah. They don't, they're not out to fuck their game. Mm -hmm. They're obviously not. They definitely uh, don't want to do that ever. No, but <laughs> it, like, I don't understand why that's so difficult for people to understand, but the, it, that's not the goal. The goal is not to screw the game. I think, I do think they were, it, it's unfortunate that some stuff was left out that we didn't find out until afterwards. Uh, I, I have to give them credit for at least doing something because this is a damned if you do, damned if you don't. No matter what. Yeah, totally. It, did, it didn't matter what he did. There was going to be people that hated it and people that were fine with it. And he, I don't think there was ever an ability for him to actually get out all of the information that people wanted to hear. So for me, it was like, okay, at least it's a start. I agree with BK. There were still questions where I was like, meh. You haven't fully addressed some of the issues, but it's at least something to start. Um, I can't stand, I, it drives me crazy to have to read when somebody's like, like apologizing and taking blame. And I just, I, I I'm not a fan of that because I know that it's being done to, he's uh, good for him. He's protecting his company, he's protecting his staff. And I think that's awesome. But 
I hate that there's a community that wants that, that wants him to yeah. take that responsibility. It feels like he needs to apologize for mistakes he made on his yeah. game. Like, just just, just tell us what's going on. I'm fine yeah, with that. Yeah, exactly. Um, and the, 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 I actually, I really thought the stuff that he talked about at least was a good start. Mm -hmm. And it will be interesting to see what happens now going forward with some more information. Um, it was a book to read. Like I started reading it last night while we were watching one of the episodes of the boys and Christine's like, are you watching? I'm like, no, I have to read this stupid thing so I can talk about <laughs> oh, it tomorrow. No. <laughs> but, um, did I, she pause it? I don't No, We kept watching. It was actually a fine spot for me to pay attention, but, uh, I thought it was actually, it was reasonable, but I, again, I think it was a damned if you do damned if you don't. And no matter what he said. Uh, there was going to be some people that would freak out because there was, it was impossible without it being like four times as long for him to address all of the things people are, you know, upset about, which right. sure enough, I, I, I hadn't even been on it for more than 10 minutes. And as I'm scrolling down, which I never, ever should have scrolled down past mm -hmm. his post. That's all it was. It was just people griping and moaning this? because he didn't that? answer this. this. Exactly. And I think that's not fair because you, I think what you have to do is at least take a moment to address what he said, what the issues were that he's addressing, and then don't make some assumption that he's just saying, ah, fuck the rest of that stuff. I don't care about the rest of it. Well, that's not, the, that's not the case. A lot of it's also like from a developer perspective, like triaging, right? So like, no, sure. he's not going to like address the fact that certain mod harvest mods went away because yep. that like crafting people are only a subset of the larger POE community. Whereas like Arc Nemesis mods are like fucking killing everybody, right? Mm -hmm. So it's definitely like one of those things where like triage is a very real thing in game dev, especially when you're trying to patch and fix something that is broken. Yeah. Yep. And uh, people are not understanding that. And, and you know, and, the, and then it also like the, the ones that get me the most are like their marketing teams and their, you know, design asset teams are like completely different than the people that are doing the development. But like every single time they're like, hey, there's this new microtransaction. Everyone's like, fuck you, fix your game. Yeah, I like, yeah. those are just like. <laughs> Losers. Not, Can you just get the same. <laughs> both of your brain cells and rub them together instead of just firing off of one? Because like, this yeah. is the stupidest shit I ever read when all this yeah. stuff is happening. That's the, yeah. it upsets me the most too. Because like, what if you're an artist and you did some really awesome concept art for this you know, armor set that just got released and there's just like 40 people just shitting all over it. And like, maybe that's something you're really proud of that you've been working on for a while. Like, that's right. Yeah. Like God Camille forbid Jr. People doing an awesome job be, this year. You know, God for, forbid people be, be proud of their work or God forbid the, you know, the business try to still make money. Like, dear God. Yeah, that's right. Because oh, they no. put out this MTX, they've completely decide they've decided yeah, they've to developing okay, yeah. all these bugs this, that exist yeah. we're just wiping the slate clean they're gone we've been busy check out this That's mtx right. uh this is all we're yeah. doing yeah. right now we're just waiting yeah. for your feedback oh did yeah you, i are, just did, sat here all weekend and then i pushed the button to release <laughs> That's here right. That's right. <laughs> exactly. oh you mean those bugs oh i forgot about those yeah no, i'm, I'm sorry dumb, i wanted your money instead yeah yeah i i thought overall the post was it was at least good for him to put something out because he really he kind of had to, to, but yeah, he was screwed either way. Mm -hmm. It wasn't going to matter. And, um, I, I'm just, I'm curious now to see what happens going forward. I, they're addressing stuff. I think it's really tough because I've seen people on both sides and I definitely fall to the side of, I think criticism is good. I think constructive criticism is good yeah. and it's unfortunate in it. The, the environment we live in is it, that's not always the case. In fact, that's very rarely the case. You have a, 
a group of individuals that are interested in a game that can communicate on something like Reddit or whether it's Reddit or on the website or wherever it is, Twitter, whatever it is, um, constructive criticism is very good and it's necessary. Otherwise, GGG doesn't hear it. If people aren't saying what their concerns are, it doesn't get heard and sometimes it might not get addressed. I have a big problem though when it goes so way too far into just yelling and screaming. <laughs> like Tyler and I talked about Never Sinks tweets um, really earlier good. this week. Very. Really good. They're so well put together. And that's the type of constructive constructive criticism that's necessary. Not the I hate this, this league sucks, blah 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 blah. That, that doesn't work. That doesn't help. Right. His yeah. stuff is like, here's points. Here's some not solutions. He does he he's not the developer of the game, right. but here's some of the things that we I feel like need to be addressed and it's laid out in a constructive way. That stuff is so much more useful than the screaming and yelling. So kudos to Chris for at least putting something together and and having the balls to put stuff onto just some of the awfulest places right now yeah. on the mm -hmm. internet for Path of Exile. And um, it's at least, a, I think, a really great start. And I am I, at least reading it. I go, okay, they have a pretty good idea. I actually do somewhat agree with a couple things I've heard from other people and BK kind of mentioned it. I still don't quite understand their direction. I'm struggling. But we, that's been for a long time. We've had leagues before where we're like, oh, so this is the core, sort of the direction they're going. And then the next league comes out and we're like, huh. Yeah, they said something that was super counter. Yeah, that's right. Intuitive to that last. Mm -hmm. league, it was, so. I think it was the second league after they said they really, really trying to slow the game down that they just made it a speed speed league. I forget which leagues they were, yeah. but yeah. So uh, kudos to him for putting it together. I still would like to have a little bit of an idea of what the direction is for the game, but in the end, it doesn't actually mean shit to me besides just curiosity because I'm still going to play the game when the league comes out, and if I don't like it. I probably wouldn't even give constructive criticism. I would just wait till the next league and go play something else because they have a pretty good track record of putting out pretty good leagues and games that I enjoy playing. Uh, people might disagree with that and that's fine. But for me, they tend to do a pretty good job. And if I don't like the league, then I'll go play something There's else. There's a reason we've been playing for eight years. It's not because the game sucks all the time. <laughs> yeah, if they was constantly <laughs> ones I couldn't play, I'm not sure I would stick right. around. Um, but yeah. I, I think it's absolutely pathetic though how there's so many children that like there's this attitude of well i have emotions and opinions so i can say it any way i want and because i'm passionate about the subject it's not rude mean or derogatory that, that absolutely i couldn't believe how absurd and childish they're the so much of the well i mean again probably a very small portion of the community but still a very right. loud portion but it was so over the top like just unbelievably childish like if you've played path of exile for one league maybe two leagues i could see there being like this confusion about what's going on but if you've played path of exile for three or more leagues how on earth like the first week always not necessarily sucks, but always has massive tweaks. Something's always wrong and yep. it needs to get fixed. And not that's not the way it should be. That should never be it. Path of Exile always seems to be chasing their tail with the amount of time they have to put forward content. But honestly, ever since they've had that heist apology where they needed to remember about the value of quality and emphasizing that more on release it's been getting a lot more stable and stable and stable but there's still always something to fix right there was with sentinel there was with arch nemesis there is with the calandra so i mean what experienced path of exile player thinks that well this isn't going to change they're not going to fix this within the week it's, it's just chill out 
wait a week. It'll be fine. And guess what? It's fine, right? They're still coming out with more changes to Arch Nemesis. And look at look at the difference in heart. Chris, in was it his Ziggy interview? I think it was right at the beginning of the league said, we've made all the changes we want to Arch Nemesis. We think they're in a fine state. We did all those changes last league. And look at all the changes they've done so far. Like you don't need to be a prick about it. They see it. They see their numbers drop. It's absolutely crazy. I feel though, I, I, I laugh at, anyway, anyway. I feel bad for Chris when he says something like, there was no way for me to get this out to you sooner because fixing certain parts of the game was more important than getting this out. Though I am very sorry for not finding a way to get this information out to you sooner. Like, I feel bad for him because obviously he's had to choose when to communicate all of these changes and apologies, but then also, you know, actually make the changes and approve them. Like, you know, that's a tough choice to make. Like Justin said, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. So I feel bad for him that he feels like he's under that much pressure that this, for some reason, isn't soon enough when you only have so much time in the world. But I also don't really feel bad for GGG at all. This is just another example of them not having the time they want for the ideas that they have. And I mean, he addressed that again. So this is, to me, this is like a heist 2.0 kind of comment where it's like, okay, things in the back end now have to change again. So how's this going to go? And even though I've been guessing yet critical of the amount of time they give themselves to put forward good quality content, ever since heists, apology, they've gotten better and better and better at the overall quality of the release. And so now this is just, okay, this is the heist 2.0 apology where it's now this needs to be addressed a little bit more in their back-end conversations and time development. And, you know, maybe you hire more people, maybe you have this, maybe you have that. But, you know, like the beginning of the league really did kind of suck, but now we have to be patient about it, right? So I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I thought the post was actually really good, despite the fact that, like, like yourselves, I, uh, I am curious what the direction is as we get closer to Path of Exile 2. I think we know, I, I mean, if you combine a whole bunch of interviews together, but it's it would be nice to hear directly again as we have all of this information come out. But so far, I think the state of the game is in is going in a great direction with all of these changes, especially hearing what Chris had to say in his uh, apologetic note. I think the the direction is, again, exciting. And we know when these kind of statements come out that it is going to be a big focus and you don't deviate from the things that you said you're going to be focusing on going forward so you can really only go up and i think the state of the game is actually in really exciting like just with how arch nemesis is going to be this so much more rewarding i think it's really cool insert crickets I think the biggest faux pas for me is the whole fact that there is like two massive failures in communication back to back one maybe intentionally and one by accident. So my biggest gripe is that Arc Nemesis went core with little to no warning. Um, normally when League Mechanics go core, they have a post out that's like, this is going core and they explain why and everything like that. But we didn't know until the announcement hit one week before the league started that a- you know, Arc Nemesis was going core. And a lot of people, I guess, assumed that the fine tuning on this would be, you know, something that happened. So there is... A lot of the early, you know, they had to do lots of blanket nurse on Arc Nemesis the very first time around. And then through this, you know, failure of internal communication, we've turned around and had the second lack of communication regarding, well, like part of it was Arc Nemesis, but a lot of it was like the loot stuff 
changing a little bit. And that would have been a nice, you know, they, they recognize like, yeah, we should have told you about this right up point. But like, that's unfortunately really not good. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't <laughs> for look a lack for of better terms. So it's like, here we are, we have two failures. And then on this one, it's like, oh, you, you, it's just going to take a lot of, I think, communication moving forward, especially through the rest of the league and certainly preparing people for what's coming up in the next league like to really start to kind of rebuild the bridges. And then I think a yep. lot of it too is just like the sort of mindset and mentality and temperament of gamers changing over time too. Like I remember when each new league mechanic came out and like most of what content creators did was like figure out the mechanic and put guides out on it. And like, this is what you do and this is what you're supposed to do. And like, this is how it works. And uh, so there was always like this sort of like, prevalence and sort of uh i'm trying to think of the word it just like ran out of my brain but there was like a focus given on the curiosity behind discovering what the lead mechanic was sure and that's like gone now because like there's this pressure to be efficient and you should be in red maps and you should be killing bosses right away and like you take like two seconds at the lead mechanic and if it's not immediately rewarding it sucks and like nobody like if this new thing that's being introduced has like any amount of obscurity to it, like no one ever really gives it a chance and tries to like lean into the opportunity of learning it. And then like they just form opinions about it and like, oh, this sucks. I'm not going to do this ever again. And like, we don't know if any of these changes like that are being made to the game right now, as far as like all these different conversion mods and stuff like that are going to be like interesting in the long-term health of the game as far as like future game design is concerned it's just like it's different i'm not inter encountering like what i normally do therefore it's bad and i think like as yeah. players people should strive to be perhaps a bit more open to it as well like the game will never be the same from one patch to another that will never happen ever like the league mechanic will always be more or less rewarding. There'll be balance changes that make things more or less easy. There's going to be, you know, like additional content that is more or less difficult. Like no patch is ever static. So comparing them is never a good option. Like you should start a league fresh, just like the economy and build your own opinions from there. That's part of the fun. It's part of the fun of trying to figure, oh, at least for me, each league is something new. You got, I don't want to do what I did last league. I know some people do. But the, the game is constantly progressing. Whether you think that's progressing up or down is up to you to decide. But it's, it is always progressing and changing. So expecting to do exactly what you did last league in this league, go, this is not really the game for you because it's meant to change every three months. So. And the other part of this too is like understanding that when de the developers make these sorts of changes, it's not like they can't change it back. In some degrees, like they won't. Like reverting Arc Nemesis is just not something that's going to happen. But it doesn't mean like from this point forward after this patch on Monday, Arc Nemesis is getting no further reviews and will not change ever. Like, yeah, they'll they have, you know, it's not fine. There's no finality to it. Like, yep. I don't know. It's not like, you know, he shits in your Cheerios once and that's it. Oh, forever. again. Yep. Oh, <laughs> get so excited for it those Cheerios you, you put in some Cheerios. brown sugar and then all of a sudden somebody just walks on your table and squats that's nasty yep you wouldn't enjoy those Cheerios mm -hmm. would you no I wouldn't that's the point <laughs> <See>? <laughs> yeah but I mean I think oh. I think people just need to chill that's all just chill yeah sometimes the game's not going to be for you and then you got to take a break some people really need to take a break <laughs> I will 
I will admit that just a change in this regard as far as like it did effectively make a long time tried and true method of playing obsolete. Yep. And like without any instruction or direction or right. information, and which was unfortunate. I think like the people that are disappointed that that style of play is gone have every right to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. Like I have done a fair bit of Magic Find myself, especially when I was earlier on streaming. And like, that would suck to lose an archetype that's beloved. It's kind of like when a build falls into obscurity, except there's not a lot of like, there's a lot of options for in-game as far as like, I'm going to concentrate on heist. I'm going to do a little bit of harvest. I'm going to do a little bit of bossing. I'm going to do this. But like the amount of in-game options and viable ways to generate currency is a lot less than like viable builds right so when your favorite build dies it's an opportunity to play something else and there's going to be plenty of other things that can do what it is you need doing but certainly for like how you spend the majority of time in the game doing the activity that you love when that gets canned then of course you'd be upset yeah i'm not sure that their total goal anyway is to kill the magic find side of it oh no no no, i I don't think think it did need a change like I remember doing super juice maps last league and it was bananas. Like what you could do with beyond Mm -hmm. and Alva and all that stuff. Um, We talked about it actually. I feel like before the new league even came out, Ty in one of our episodes that I mentioned, like it has to change that it was just too much. You could do too much. And I'm not saying that I I think I would love to see them make it because magic find is such a fun way to play the game. If you enjoy that way of playing it. So they have to find some, some method that, yeah. that allows they, you to do that, but without making the map absolutely just filled with mobs. There has to be a better they, way to do it. They did, and they're just tying it to Arch Nemesis. Like, it's going to be the Arch Nemesis that's going to be your primary rewarder when yeah, you're Yeah, but the whole idea of, like, run around and find that one mob that's going to crap 50 divines out or whatever he was saying, that, that that's is, That's not, even worse, I, that's right? That's good. like the yeah. headhunt. Like, for like me, that. it's like, I like the idea of sort of incorporating, like, I call it the headhunter feeling. Like, when you drop a headhunter, you drop it now, like, a mage blood. Like, how much that just instantly changes your league in a heartbeat. Like, right. it's cool that there's now more opportunities for the headhunter feeling beyond certain chase uniques dropping for you. Um, or, like, dropping a mirror. But, like, that shouldn't come at the cost of everything else feeling kind of good in the meantime. Like, that should be a scale. It shouldn't be a spike. And right now it's a spike because it's, like, nothing, 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 nothing of 50 divines. And it should never, ever, ever be that way. But he addressed that, I don't like it tied into a specific modifier either. I don't like that I'm supposed to look through a map to find this modifier. That's never been Path of Exile, ever. But Anything could drop a headhunter. But he he addressed all that, though. In his, his comment, he talked about drop rates. He talked about that it's not only, like, the goal going forward is that it's still Path of Exile. Of course, Arch Nemesis monsters are going to be more exciting, but they're not going to be the only place that drops, and they're not going to be a place where you get that 50 drop type of thing. But, I mean, he even gave numbers where there was just a miscommunication on the numbers, and Arch Nemesis, like, the, the, your ability to go through and get like the numbers are astronomical compared to what they used to be in a high way, not in a low way. Like he said, we, you know, there was a, a reduction of 750% here, but in actuality, it's now at 41,000% type of thing. And so, but he, he, he referenced that in this post and it'll, it'll, it'll change. It'll get better. Like you can't just do it all at once. You have to see how your current implementation goes, but I don't see this. I mean, it's not stuck in the mud. Like you guys were saying, it'll keep getting tweaked and it'll be fun. And I mean, there's definitely going to be they're never going to be happy with only Arch Nemesis, only this one thing doing these kinds of rewards. 
it'll be nice to have that kind of cool focus when you see these combinations of things that that's how the reward happens but it's they're always going to have drops from your trash enemies too otherwise it won't be path of exile and they know that i think yeah i just don't want them to turn it into something where i'm feeling like i need to be target farming like D a specific modifier yeah, i don't like want BK that said yeah. for D d3 yeah um mm -hmm. but to go back on what you were saying about expectations uh i totally agree change is always going to happen and you're going to lose some players and gain players with every change. Sometimes, of course, those numbers might change dramatically depending on the change. But even like that happens with every game, not just games that it try to exist long term. But even, for example, let's say The Witcher 4 comes out. There's going to be some big changes from The Witcher 3. There's going to be some Witcher diehards that hate Witcher 4. There's going to be some new people that absolutely love it. And that's what it's like with every Assassin's Creed game, with every Call of Duty game. Well, maybe not Call of Duty. That's always the freaking same. But you know what I mean? Like every single game has to deal with the process of change and their numbers changing based on these changes. And hopefully we like the changes going forward. It seems like for, with the exception of maybe the mentality of Arch Nemesis being able to completely stack offensively, but having their defenses reduced with the exception of that, this game's going in a direction that I'm very excited about. Definitely the kind of game that the same kind of game that I started the reasons that I started playing it in the first place. So, and that's pretty decent considering it's been so, so many years for each of us. It's my cricket face. <laughs> that yeah. Cricket. That's more crickets. Uh, yeah. I'm excited to see what happens over the next few weeks. I think, um, I think it's a good start. Wasn't a great start to the league. I think they've done a decent job of trying to get ahead of it now. Mm -hmm. And now we'll see what happens yeah. over the next, uh, next couple weeks. And I think people just need to chill. And if this, you're not feeling like Path of Exile is a game, then guess what? There are boatloads of other ones you can play while they fix it and then come back for the next league or maybe in two or three weeks. Like Explosion Man. But being an asshole is not fine. Agreed. That's just my opinion. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, I'm excited. What are you guys doing this week? Are you going to be playing, uh, are you going to be continuing your Trapper BK or what are you doing? Yeah, probably. Get him into like a better farming state as far as his gear is concerned and then start the next character. What's the what's the state that that hits where you know okay I'm in a good spot now I can start um, the next one. I like having like right around I'd say five to six million DPS and have like at least all of my different auras on that I want to have and like there's some Yikes. crucial pieces of gear and eldritch implicits that make the build really comfy so. And then are you do you have like a target amount of uh, currency before you start the next character or gear already ready? Um, or what I always do? get him in a good place first because I can always fall back on boss carries and other such of like income generations as well. And he's like the really high single target is pretty beneficial for some of the league mechanics right now that I'm using to generate currency. Like I can just lay a bunch of traps down and then like hit the button on expedition and everything just dies instantly and it's not dangerous. It's really easy to farm up log books and stuff. Nice. What's your, I don't think we've actually ever put it on the podcast, but what's your schedule for streaming so that if people are listening, they can check it out? Um, I stream Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. until 2. And that's Eastern, Eastern time, time, yes. What were the times again? 9 until 2. I, uh, I'm not always on time, though. Sometimes it's like 9.10 or 9.15. 9-ish to 2. Yeah, 9-ish to 2. Perfect. <laughs> what about you, Ty? What are you doing this week? Going to be getting through the axe you got one left uh, i have one night and then i'll be back on thursday we're going to oh, the right interior right. tomorrow morning bright and early my wife's really excited to get going so no mercy probably not even gonna have breakfast thanks a lot um so i'll play tonight i'll get through act 10 tonight after we do after dark and uh then i can say i'm in maps 
right? A week mm-hmm. into the league. But you're and, officially uh, in. Hey, not bad though. Hey, normally I'm like on Monday, Tuesdays when I hit maps, but I went camping, so I'm good. Mm-hmm. And so I've only you're had a couple right. hours. And so to hit maps, one weekend, also having gone camping, it's pretty good, especially considering how crappy loot was at the beginning. Um, but yeah, so then we're going into the interior and we're not coming back until Wednesday evening. And uh, Thursdays are always tough days for me to play. That's newspaper day. Kids have a newspaper route and that just absolutely drains me. So I'm normally a zombie. If I play, it normally includes lots of deaths. Um, and so it's not a smart time to theory craft as well, because I'm an absolute idiot when it comes to that after doing something like driving a long time or doing newspapers. So yeah, um, it'll be after school starts for the kids when I'll be able to really put some time into the league. Oh, thank God that's coming soon. Weeks. <laughs> just don't burn out before i get to maps i'm having a good time i'm i'm already talking about making another character so what character well maybe maybe not after bk helps me with mine then maybe i'll be fine yeah, you with zip mine. up the pov and let me take a look at it and i can blade, yeah. blade blast yeah. blade, 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 blade blast. it's usually like yeah. cast speed and like ailment duration thing that you want to have i tried on. to get cast speed yeah i tried we'll see i'll send you this stuff. okay um yeah that's going to be my week too. I'm going to keep playing. And that's why Monday was probably so enjoyable. You were gone. Oh, wow. forgot about that. <laughs> it wouldn't be. It wouldn't Rude, be a usual podcast. I'm not saying anything. A little bit. <laughs> uh, so Monday will be good again. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to play some more. So um, let's wrap this up. Episode 151. Thanks for joining us, BK. You going to join us for After Dark? Heck yeah. Well, you'll be joining me. I'll be murdering Justin before After Dark starts. Oh, no. Oh, what a boring After Dark that's going to be. <laughs> we'll just talk about filters and minions the whole night. Yay! <laughs> yeah, that's right. Would you actually All like right. that conversation? The minions one, I mean, the she, filter one, not so much. She can uh, play in the background <laughs> while you're going that's on. right. <laughs> just like, uh-huh. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that sucks. <laughs> I hate that, too. Totally. It's the worst. All right. Let's wrap this up. 151 Forever Exile, the Path of Exile podcast. I'm Justin AK Tags. Tyler Wrecker of Days. And I'm Brittany. Nee. Thank you so much for joining us, BK patrons. We'll catch you in After Dark. Everybody else, we'll see you next week in 152. If you're looking for BK's information, it'll be down below. And our mate, our information as well, foreverxl.com, Twitter, foreverxl82. The Discord is around. You should be on it. And uh, Patreon, otherwise, support the podcast. You'll find them as well. Buy your Kyrex <sighs> Vault passes at www.nexus forward slash uh, Forever Exile. Only TV. Forever <laughs> Exile <laughs> forward slash Kyrex Vault Pass. I'll put the link in the description. You can take you right to BK. No. <laughs> Thanks for hanging out, everybody. Bye. Oh, I forgot Ryan's angry Reddit voice. Ryan loves the. Oh, it's so stupid. Oh, I totally like Reddit freaked out this week and I forgot.